Hey everyone, if you're just checking in, I want to encourage you to put this episode on hold, go back, and listen to the previous one so you don't miss out on any of the goodness Keith shared. But here's a recap. Keith McBun highlighted Awesome Inc.'s fellowship program and talked about how we serve startup companies around the state. Now we're shifting gears and learning why it is important to share your story as a startup. For this episode, we'll hear from Madison Hartung, the founder of our newest fellowship company, Smart Rotation. Awesome Inc. presents the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame, a show that highlights how people throughout the Commonwealth of Kentucky pursue their definition of awesome through entrepreneurship, technology, and innovation. Keith, we're back, and I'm excited to continue the rest of this conversation just about what you do at Awesome Inc. and with the fellowship, but also how you play a part within Lexington's entrepreneurial community. So I love that we left uh, on a high note of how your son Maxwell was named, Little Wells. Yep. He was named at Five Across. And I want to revisit the conversation just with Lexington and Kentucky's entrepreneurial communities as a whole. So how do you continue uh, to play a role within Lexington's entrepreneurial community, but then on a larger scale? How do you continue to be effective and really change the way Kentucky entrepreneurs interact as a whole? Yeah. So one of the things that Awesome Inc. uh, specifically does really well is community building. Um, And we actually have a core value that surrounds this. Uh, So our core, we have four core values. The third one is be a friend. Uh, So we are always planning opportunities for, for people to become friends. Uh, specifically surrounded by um, our mutual love of technology and entrepreneurship. So I, and I very much, um, I love this and I tend to be good at it, but I love making connections between people, hosting events. I have no problem. Uh, You know, apparently people are, um, people are are terrified of public speaking. I I don't necessarily encounter that issue. You thrive in it. That's that's just it. I I hope so. I hope so. Um, So I I love being the guy that kind of, quiets the crowd, tells people a few announcements, and then um, and gets people engaged in, in conversation with each other. So, um, yeah, so I think we're going to continue to build a lot of the programming that Awesome Inc. already does, whether it's pitch competitions or mentor sessions or um, stop, startup summer retreats that we go on. I think we're going to take a lot of our existing programs and we're going we're gonna to increase them, but we're also starting some new programs that will hopefully get more people kind of off the bench and into the game, um, if you will. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that. Uh, one quick thing before we take a, a little detour, and I, I'm, I'm going to like where this goes, and I think you will too. So last thing, kind of just about the entrepreneurial community. What advice do you have for anyone interested in technology, startups, entrepreneurship, uh, that A, they need to know and they need to do, and then B, that hopefully they might apply for the fellowship one day? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the, the simple answer is just get off your couch and go be part of the community. A startup community is only as good uh, as the people that show up to the events. And so um, if you, you, you have no right to complain about your startup community not thriving if you're not engaging in it. Um, so I would say get off the couch, go be part of the events that are, that are already being hosted, find where there are deficiencies and then start something new, uh, whether it's an open coffee every Wednesday morning or a pitch competition every other month, um, find the holes and fill them. Um, and then I would also say be, 
surprise yourself with how open you are. Um, I, you know, I, I do not appreciate being approached uh, with non-disclosure agreements. Uh, NDAs are, I, I think, just a quick way for me to find out that you are not open and you're not trusting. And or I think even around here with how interactive we are and how like, much we want to be a community that being a team player is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and I think a startup community requires team players. And so, uh, so if you don't trust me, to, I, I, can't, I can't help you with something that I don't know about. And I'm not going to sign an NDA to, for you to open up to me about it. So you're, you're going to get far less help um, in general in life. The, the less open you are. So, okay, so just keeping your cards close. Okay. Yeah. So put your cards on the table, allow your, allow your community to engage with you and help you solve problems rather than being paranoid that they're going to steal some idea that you have, which honestly, most people, a lot of other people have probably had that idea. It's all about execution in the end. I get that. So Keith, one thing that we are doing, uh, both uh, at Austin Mink, but also on this podcast is we want to highlight people's stories. And I know that after our winter retreat, in Colorado this past January, end of January, early February, we got to sit down and just talk about the importance of storytelling. And so after hearing your story, uh, I want to share with people the story of the newest fellowship company that we onboarded, Smart Rotation. So let's uh, let's bounce and let's hear that, and then we'll come back. Great, um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, tell us like who you are and what is Smart Rotation and what does it solve? Yeah, so I'm Madison Hartung. I was started gymnastics when I was five. My mom got really tired of my sister and I using the hallway as our vault runway and then flipping over onto the couch. So she was like, well, if you're going to insist on doing this, then I'm going to actually sign you up to learn how. So that began it. She ended up teaching at the gym we went. So we were always in the gym, you know, 24 seven, pretty much. Um, at 12, I entered split shift, which is 34 hours a week and competed at you know, some of the top levels and then kind of drop back down for some injuries, etc. Um, at 16, you can start judging. So I started, I got my judging test at 16 and have been judging for seven and a half years now. So I've judged in, oh gosh, five states at least and I've done gymnastics in two others. So seven states I've been pretty well connected with in the gymnastics community. As a judge, you have to get a certain amount of continuing education hours every year. And so in September 2017, I was at the Region 5 Congress, and they call them Congresses, they're our industry term for trade show. Don't know where it came from, don't know why we haven't changed it, but it's called Congresses. Um, But the Region 5 Congress is in Louisville, and it was like literally a month after me moving to Lexington. So went and I was attending this 8 a.m. business session that I didn't need to for judging, but I was always interested in the business side of it as well. And I remember I got there like, 15, 20 minutes early and the presenter who owns two 40,000 square foot facilities in Michigan was talking about how her son does the rotational scheduling for their gyms. And he got so frustrated doing it on Excel, he went into their floor and laid out across the 40 foot floor panel mats that were in different colors and sat there with index cards trying to piece together where the classes went, where the instru- which instructors were available. I mean, this is a 40,000 square foot facility, so the best of the best. So I remember thinking like, that's really, really inefficient. You know, as someone who A, just has to lay out all the panel mats first, like it's very inefficient. So then halfway later in the session, another coach raised his hand and was like, hey, does anyone use a rotational scheduling software? He's like, it's the biggest pain in our butts right now, as far as, you know, gym admin. 
And everyone was like, no, we don't use anything like it. We don't, you know, everyone had a horror story too about how much time it took and how inefficient it was and just in general, how they hated the process. So I remember writing it down because I'm always a writer and take notes. And I kind of started it and was like, that's an interesting idea. And then as people are still talking about this problem, I was like, well, like, I can't code, but I know the gymnastics industry and I bet I could find someone who could, like, why not? Um, you know, there's no harm in seeing how far I can run with it. So I raised my hand in the session. I said, hey, if someone were to develop something like this, what would you want it to look like? And immediately people were like throwing ideas out and everything. So then afterwards, I was like, well, I'm not gonna chase it if it's not gonna actually be a problem people want solved and pay for it, you know, outside of that small session of 30 coaches. So I went up to 30 more people throughout the course of the Congress um, and just said, hey, you know, this idea came up in the session. Do you use a rotational scheduling software? If not, what would you want it to do? And just got 30 email addresses and a ton of feedback and was like, I guess it's a, it's a need and it's a problem. So I went to, um, I got my master's uh, degree at Eastern Kentucky University. So I originally went to their SBDC, but they were going under, undergoing some changes at the time. So they redirected me back up here to Lexington's. Um, met with Fausto over at the SBDC. He said, hey, there's this event coming up. This was probably in October. So there's this event coming up at Awesome Inc. It's called Startup Weekend. You come in, you pitch your idea and you, you go. And I remember my first meeting with you where you were like, you introduced yourself and you're like, yeah, so it's not really what we advertise on the website. And my researcher type A brain was like, what? <laughs> it was like, I literally just prepared a whole bunch of stuff that was not going to be what was it. But um, came to Awesome Inc. for the startup weekend and kind of got a team. We did, I think we got like 64 customer um, reviews say, from just from all the coaches groups I was in, etc. Uh, kind of proofed out some of like the concepts of the software, like the, I don't know, again, not a tech person, still is, still I'm not a tech person, but kind of the logic trains of what the algorithm would need to do. Um, and then after Five Across, or after Startup Weekend, we pitched at Five Across in February, and that's when my first team member, official team member, approached me, Michael. He was someone who had done it before and had kind of called and said, hey, like, love to grab coffee and kind of help guide you a little bit. Um, we really enjoyed working together, so I offered him a spot on the team. I think I can come in now a little bit. Um, so that's awesome. I remember I remember our interaction <laughs> with you. Um, you were the only person, so there was like 75 or 80 people signed up for Startup Weekend. You were the only one to come in, I think a day before, just to scout out the, the environment to like figure out your game plan. Yep. And it was, it was like you were planning for battle. <laughs> and I remember telling you, yeah, it's not quite like what you think it is because normally you don't really come in with an idea that like you definitely, you definitely want to pursue um, because, to be honest, you want to protect, like, if you have a baby, you want to protect your baby. And obviously, <laughs> Smart Rotation was your baby. Yeah. Um, so what would you, yeah, okay, so tell me, tell us where, where is Smart Rotation today? So we're recording this in February of 2019. Yeah. Um, where is Smart Rotation today? Um, yeah, How many so customers, raises, whatever? Yeah, in March of 2018, we started development. In June, we launched our beta. And in August, we went to the national trade show and got our first you know, 10 customers out of that. We kind of entered this phase two of development because part of the national trade show was more proof of 
concept a little bit, but it's also getting a bunch of feedback on, you know, this is this is what it looks like currently. What would you need it to do? Because we had a lot of like, we love it, but our gym does X, Y, and Z. So currently we're in phase two development of X, Y, and Z, as well as building Smart Rotations brand and identity because I mean, any young company, it's, you know, establishing yourself and even though gymnastics is niche, it's still, it's still is a market that we need to delve into. Um, with my master's in IO, industrial organizational psychology, I'm actually giving another layer to our kind of future business models that we plan on launching with the software. So that's been kind of neat to dive into that a little bit more. We are signed up for seven trade shows this summer, everywhere from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to San Diego, California, and everywhere in between. Um, so phase two should be finished up in April. We raised the ground in September of 2018. We closed on 40K. Uh, the safe note round is a small, that'll get us to September of this upcoming year. We'll probably raise in pre-seed, maybe seed round, kind of depending. We'll make that decision in March on what we need to start doing for that. Um, but yeah, so we're currently, today we got, we still have paying customers, so we're still turning over a little bit of revenue every month and, you know, just knocking out phase two development so we can scale big for us. That's great. Um, why is, why is Kentucky a great place for smart rotation? Yeah, I think the Lexington community is really neat and, you know, my entry into it was Startup Weekend. But then I went to Five Across Finals in December, actually, and that's where I got plugged in Startup Breakfast. And then kind of the whole network, you know, from everything from Five Across on was just opening up. I think it's really neat that we have a bunch of, you have some corporate executives from Lexmark and some of the bigger companies. You have a lot of freelancers and smaller companies as well. So there's just a very broad spectrum of knowledge. So I... You have some people that never want to talk about their business idea, especially when it's early stages. And I took the exact opposite route. I talked about it often and to everyone because everyone has a piece of advice based on their own experience. And Lexington attracts a lot of people back after they've had careers and everything. Um, actually read an article that said Lexington has one of the, I think it's the third largest indigenous population, like some 70% of people will either leave and come back or never leave. And everything so I think that creates a, a unique culture of talent that if you're not going to leave you have to build everything here so there's lots of knowledge there if you are going to leave and come back you're bringing lots of knowledge in so there's this you know constantly kind of changing pool there yeah so that's that's great that's really cool um well we're honored to be part of the smart story or the smart rotation story and um and at the time of this recording you've got so your you and Michael are working yeah. um you've uh yeah probably maybe in 20 years we'll listen to this episode and laugh because <laughs> you'll uh 20 years we're, from now we're aiming for that exit in three so yeah. <laughs> better we listen to it before okay. that yeah but. all right well you you heard it here first uh madison hardung of smart rotation uh thanks for being here and telling us yeah. your story thank you so keith after your story and literally just finishing madison's story behind smart rotation would you mind sharing about the importance of a company knowing their story yeah, definitely. I mean, we human beings are, we are wired to appreciate stories. These are, stories are captivating um, ways to collect information that we need to, that we need to know. Um, so it is so important that if you're a founder of a company, understand the ins and outs of your story um, and be able to communicate that to people. Let them become interested in what you're doing 
So yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have a value proposition of the problem you're solving, but we also just tend to connect with the why behind our companies. Um, so, I mean, we've, if you haven't heard of the golden circle, this is, this is starting with your why and starting with your why is really your story. Um, so you're going to, you're going to onboard investors and customers based on the story behind your company and the way that you can communicate it. Um, so the earlier that you learn how to tell that story uh, and appreciate the con the elements of it, uh, I would say the better. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I know that's been huge for us the last few months. One of the things that I, what I appreciate about Madison's uh, story with Smart Rotation is, uh, so I was sitting in the front of our space at Awesome Inc. one day, uh, gearing up for Startup Weekend, and in walks who I would eventually find out is Madison Hardung. And she comes up to me and she says, hey, I need, to I need to talk to somebody about Startup Weekend this weekend. And I said, well, depending on what you need to know, like I might have the answers for you. I'm, I'm helping to facilitate it. And she tells me a little bit about who she is, that she's in from North Carolina, that she's just moving here, and that she's uh, in a family that has moved around a lot. And, but here she is in Kentucky, and I've got this idea that I really need to pitch at Startup Weekend. Uh, it's called Smart Rotation, and we're going to solve scheduling issues for gym owners. Uh, and and so she uh, she really kind of let me in how how well, I could, a I could tell how passionate she was about the topic. B she let me know that she fully admittedly was not really an entrepreneur, at least not yet. Yeah. She identified a problem, um, and she talked to a lot of people who also kind of connected on that problem. Uh, and she felt the burden to solve it, whether she was qualified or not. She's a non-technical founder, uh, so she has to build a team around her. And, you know, we learned from her story that she did kind of do that. And she's she's continuing to build her team. Um, but, yeah, I could tell from her story that she was going to be somebody exciting to, to work with. So over the next few months, and you heard it in her story, she went through Startup Weekend. She, she performed extremely well. She earned a spot to pitch at the Five Across Pitch Competition. She did extremely well. Um, months go by. She's she's iterating. Um, she's building. She's collecting some really valuable feedback, letters of intent, um, and she starts generating some revenue from her MVP. She earns her spot in the fellowship program, and so we're excited to work with her, and hopefully just be a, you know a chapter of the overall smart rotation story. So with that, I want to ask one more question along just the, the part of storytelling. How impactful in the startup world is it for someone you're just meeting to understand your story? How impactful is it for somebody that you're just meeting to understand your story? Yeah. So say, yeah, one of the fellowship companies that they're trying to raise in a round of funding mm -hmm. or they're potentially thinking about, hey, we want to hire a developer, someone to do marketing, you know, fill in the blank. How, how important is it going to be for someone to understand that company story to, to buy in and, and want to be a part of whatever company is yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think um, your story is your way to prove that you're committed and that you're serious. Um, if I, if you approach me, if you approach me to invest in your company, and the story is that like, hey, I started in this, I started this last night. It's like a, you know, and I worked like for ten hours last night, and I have a surprising amount of stuff done. Um, I mean, your story, that story right there, it's like, hey, nice job spending an all nighter, but. You know, there's no story here. There's no perseverance, and you are not proving at all to me that you're going to be in this through thick and thin. So, um, talk to me 
after enough time has surpassed that, that you've got an actual story that tells me about your perseverance and your commitment. Um, so I think, yeah, you can use the power of your story to, to collect buy-in, again, from either customers or new hires or investors. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, I think it's really good. I love that. Yeah, actually, I want to hop back real quickly to the fellowship before we wrap up. So again, as you are like the main contact for fellowship companies, what are a few areas of growth and development that you're hoping to see from companies as they go out their, their calendar year with being in the fellowship? So would you share maybe some that are very obvious for people who this might be their first time like hearing about a company growing, but then also maybe a couple of things that you personally look for in the companies? Mm-hmm. Certainly. So, yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier that two of the metrics that we really track uh, to kind of have a pulse on the health of our program are jobs created and outside investment raised. We also realized, though, that those two things might not actually be the best thing for your company during your year in the fellowship program. Uh, if you know, I don't want you to hire somebody that you don't need and burn and, and up your burn rate. Um, I don't want you to raise money that you don't want from an investor that you don't want to work with either. Um, so I say that to say we use those metrics to kind of demonstrate the health of the program long term. But some of the things that I want to see from companies during their year in the program is uh, effective communication with team members, um, letters of intent or generating revenue with your MVP um, from, you know, some of your top some of the your top targets that you want to become clients. Um, I want to see that your branding is is significantly improved, uh, that your message is your story, your storytelling and your messaging is refined and and ready. Um, And I also really want to see that you have become more involved in the startup community, offering your wisdom. Uh, Believe it or not, you've got wisdom. Um, I want you to give that to other companies. Uh, We very much operate on the give first or give before you get model. Um, So when companies buy into that, that makes for a really healthy startup community and also a really healthy year in the fellowship program. And I also think that that's in the fellowship program, it's the perfect time to define what your company's core values are. It also means we have four of them, be good, be excellent, be a friend and be you. Um, Whenever you're a team of one or three founders, that is the easiest time to define what your company and your core values are gonna be. Uh, when you're a company of 100 people, which cheers to you when you reach that, uh, it is really hard to define a culture of 100 people or, or, I mean, even 10 people. So when you're early, when you're in the fellowship program, I like to grill companies on what are your core values. Who, who is this company? What is this company going to be as it grows from three founders to, to thousands of employees? That's sweet. So uh, last thing, just again, we, we got to hear Madison's story and... Everything you've shared has been so, so sweet to hear. And hopefully people can take away with this a uh, little inspiration, maybe a little motivation for their own companies. So what are maybe some of the things specifically to Smart Rotation that, that you would be willing to share that you're hoping Madison can do with her company? Yeah, right now Madison, uh, Madison's company is still young, um, but she has buy-in some, from some great in, uh, advisors. Uh, she is so involved in the Lexington community um, operating from the Base 110 workspace just down the street from Awesome Inc., who we have a great relationship with. Um, so some of the things that I hope to see from Smart Rotation, um, I'd love to see her get up to a few more paid customers, generating some more monthly recurring revenue, um, 
and and really collecting a lot of critical feedback from her from her customers who are are trusting her. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have I have no doubt that Madison has the work ethic to do this. Um, I don't actually know when she sleeps. I, I that is true. She is always yeah on the go. She's she's up early. She I get emails from her at night. She's all she's got a lot of moving pieces all the time, and so I've got no doubt that she's got a handle on it. Um, and I, I trust her to, to do well this year. Well, that's, I don't have anything else to say. That was great. Keith, thanks so much for your time with everything from the fellowship to letting us hear Madison's story and giving us all your wisdom. So we appreciate it. Garrett, thank you for the opportunity. All right, well, that's it. We want to say thank you again so much for checking out the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame podcast. Special thanks to Lee Rosevere for the music that you hear in the show and to Lexington's Awesome Inc. for hosting us from their space. Again, I'm Garrett Farbach. Make sure to check back and tune in next time. We'll see you then.